Listening to Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. I am Concept 714, and of course, Sector sec- 3. That's right, Sector Save the 3 is here. Culture. And before I introduce my our guest for tonight, uh, I want to give you guys thank you and a lot of love. The episode's been doing really good. Word um, people Appreciate are, y'all. Yeah, people are excited every time that it drops. They're like, yo, I'll do this, that, and the other. Then they shot me with their top five or their opinions or whatever. Yeah, I've gotten that too. You know, um, or like, why didn't you? Why didn't you have? How you gonna say? Yeah, how you gonna, how you gonna say this, so but so. not say that? How you gonna, you know? How you not gonna? And uh, it's a good that we take from our everyday lives to like kind of get the experience. Uh, one of the, one of our friends, how we had a discussion with him because he he thinks that hit him up is the best diss, diss track ever made, right? So I told that to Sect, and he's like, "Whoa, no, 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 no! What about this one?" I'm like, "Yeah, what about that one?" Like, you know, so you so build, many different yeah. things. Um, and that's how we get the inspiration for each episode and stuff. So, um, thank you guys for that. Um, we're going to build accounts so you guys can follow us directly there. Uh, Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. You can yep. check out Save the Hip Hop Culture now on Instagram. Instagram. Got the website coming soon. Mm-hmm. Got the merch game coming soon. Mm-hmm. Shouts to King's Corner. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Wake the Flock Up. And, you know, appreciate you having us you know, on, on, on your network. Yeah. Um, a lot of things are, are coming up. You know, some events some workshops and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so I want to get something off my chest Ooh. before we, before we, uh, <laughs> before we go into it. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, shouts to my cousin, Joe, in the background. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation and my cousin, Joe, and I have had this conversation before the word, um, uh, classic nowadays is misused. Everything's just, if, just like a lot of other ones, and, right? and, and I'll get to that. So, <laughs> uh, everything that comes out now is a quote unquote classic, right? Every, uh, according to some people, not to me, I'm just saying a lot of people, one song comes out, oh, that's a classic. It's like uh, it hasn't even done its time on, on the radio or whatnot, what right? Another label that has been misused is underrated or overrated, but in this case, I'm gonna say underrated, right? However, the word underrated definitely applies to what we're dealing with today. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Okay? Yeah. Underrated MCs in mm-hmm. game. We can mm-hmm. spit out, you know what I mean? Like, let's say J-Ru the Damager, mm-hmm. AZ and all that, right? I think uh, underappreciated. Underappreciated is, is another is one. More, is more what definitely. you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, especially when we're dealing with MCs who have proven themselves time um uh the day they kept up they're still doing their thing you can still find them uh there's a lot of mcs i think that have been definitely been underappreciated for a long time yeah uh so let's introduce our guest because that leads us That's right into it straight, and uh, i'm gonna give you full credit for this because ask ask him i've been chasing them for a while <laughs> like yo what's up wait to fly like yeah bro we just gotta do we gotta do it we finally get a chance to sit down with uh the legendary the one and only go ahead Percy P. That's right. What's up, Percy? Hey, thank y'all. I appreciate that, man. Wow. I feel honored, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. You know, um, we were building on, on in the earlier. Um, I I for one am I mean, I was telling Percy, you know, this is a this is a Grammy to me. You know, to have Percy. Uh I call him probably one of the last uh 
rhyme professors. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rhyme structure this brother has is is unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type of person that nowadays prints out lyrics and goes along with it. Back in the day, you had me at in high school with my headphones on, writing the lyrics out. You know what I mean? You remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I think people don't appreciate lyrics so much nowadays because it's all about the beat and what the radio you know pushes. In this case, this brother right here puts 110% to his craft, to his rhyme, uh, to say the least. You know what I mean? And uh, to me, you're one of the last, one of the very few and last MCs out there that has uh, uh, this structure. I mean, almost when we were talking about Rakim, how it's like you lay out his rhymes and it's like, you could it's almost a puzzle or like Tetris. They're just falling down perfectly. And when you put on a Percy P track, I mean, that's, you have to rewind. You know what I mean? So again, we have Percy P in the house. I want to thank you for for coming by. I appreciate y'all for being two rhyme inspectors. <laughs> That's the boy right there. Yeah, I've I've had this this discussion with like um with Tumex a couple times, right? And he and he's telling me like concept. You can't go around fucking yelling and shaking your hand at these kids. You just can't do that all the time, right? He's like, we're we're rap connoisseurs, bro. Like you know our taste for hip hop. The standard that we hold it to is not going to be the same throughout the land or whatever, right? But what I what I told him, and I stand by it, is because we're rap connoisseurs, we have to be like that. Because then otherwise, everyone's just drinking cheap photos, bro. Yeah. And if you and if you don't let them know, hey, yo, there's some classic wine, some beautiful produce and well deserved. You don't need to be drinking the box shit. There's more to that. Then that's all they're going to know, and that they're just going to then they're going to pass that on to their kids, and because there's no. There's no history behind it. There's no substance. There's no ideology behind yeah. it. And then for us, ours, our Rock Kim is Rock Kim, right? For yeah. kids, their Rock Kim is like 50 Cent or Soldier Boy five years. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the first time that they heard a rap song is not going to be from Guru or it's not going to be from them. It's going to be from fucking MC who gives a shit. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. So if we don't preserve it, if we don't, um, keep talking about it and making shows like these ones and, and, and putting out these blogs and, and posts and all this stuff, it's going to be forgotten. Yeah. Just no, like definitely. a lot of history has been forgotten. Yeah. You know? or, 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 or rewritten. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, which I, I guess we can, we can get into that. Um, hopefully, and I'm hoping people know this. And if you don't know, and I'll let the man himself talk about it. Um, this brother goes back. Eighties. Pressure P. Tell us, well, how, how did it all start off? Well, yeah. I started actually started rhyming in 79. Oh. But that was the year of like the first wax, like Sugar Hill Gang and all that. But I still was inspired by the culture from the street level because it started like, you know, with Herc and them. So they right. were playing music out in the street from, you know, 73. But even before that, yeah, like disco era. So, you know, just growing up in the South Bronx. I grew up in the Patterson Housing Projects in the South Bronx, my Haven section of the South Bronx and them. They had a lot of park jams in that different area, housing projects around me and just around the area in the Bronx. So I had it. I was inspired by what I just saw on the street, but that's mine. I was still a young little kid, you know what I'm saying? But just growing up as I grew, I had all that around me. My oldest brother in my household, he had turntables. My uncle, Jesse, which is two years older than my oldest brother, my brother Dice, but two years older than him, my uncle Jesse, my mom's youngest sibling, um, he had a, he was a DJ. His name was DJ Cooley Breeze. So he had a crew that was called the Undefeated Force. Is DJ Cooley Breeze? He had the Amazing Bombay, the Ozone, 
and um, the legendary, the lyrical king, T. Rock. T. Rock, baby. So that was the undefeated four. So and this, but T. Rock is the brother of Special K from Treacherous Three. You know what I'm saying? T. Rock is the oldest, so that's inspiration. But also just coming or walking through the Bronx, you know, the people just playing music outside in the street as a little kid. So by the time 79 comes around, you have records now. What you saw happening on the street is on wax now. Yeah. So when it's on wax and it's in house parties and everywhere and then another record comes out and then another record comes out and, you know, it's like that's that's enough to be like, damn, I want to start doing this or I want to make a record one day. Right, right. So 1988 is my debut as far as me making records. I started in 79, but in 88 is when I made my first recording. So from 88 to now, that's how long I've actually been a recording Do you remember artist. the name of the first record? My first record was called Let the Homicides Begin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, it was on a label called Gotham City Records. Um, the title that it was a mo- it was like a, um EP. It's called BQ in full effect. Bronx, Queens in full effect. That's what it stood for. Um, the Live Squad, a group called The Live Squad, who used to work with Tupac early tracks with Tupac, you saw the live squad, but that was their first two recordings was on that same EP. Then a guy named Aaron D who passed away, he's from our project, and one of the live squad members passed away, Big Stretch, he also passed away. Um, but um, Aaron D is also from my same housing project as, as my partner, Danique. Mm-hmm. So Aaron D, you know, he was going to a studio called Power Play Studio in, in Queens, which um, DJ Ivan Doc, DJ Doc Rodriguez was working at, and he also worked with people like Karis One, Rakim, like all the 80s hip-hop songs, a lot of them was coming to Power Play Studio, and um, he was an engineer, so he engineered Aaron's stuff, and he we met him from engineering Aaron, and he engineered our first record. So we had our one record on there, Let the Homicides Begin, but that record kind of took off when, when, when we put that out there, and the first people to play that song on the radio was DNA Hank Love Show, there was, you know, Underground 105.9, WNWK. They played every week. They gave you commercials for the show. That's what's up. And, you know, they played, like, a recording of the commercial promoting the song. Like, yeah, um, got the city records on BQ. And BQ on full effect. Got the city records in the stores right now. You got Aaron D in your head. A little bit of soul uh, power on one of his records. And then Let the Homicides Begin, my top priority here, I reckon. And Live Squad. And you can buy the record down. It's in the stores now. And here's the record to the label. You know, that went on. And then Red Alert picked up the record. When Red Alert picked it up, it's like in L.A., it's like being played on Power 106 or or 103 to, to the beat. You know what I'm saying? Something oh, yeah, like yeah. that, station like that. Like everybody knows. So he was on Kiss FM in New York. So it's more like there's Red Alert and Mr. Magic. So those are the stations, like two main stations being going back and forth. But Red Alert was, was playing our record weekly, weekly rotations. Was like, so Red Alert definitely picked up the record. Yeah, he's, he showed a lot of love. He played our record. And we even did a show with him in a prison one time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Back We went to Whitburn Correctional Facility a moment years ago. We performed in the cut and right in the, in the um, prison yard. And he had like for for like a day where we had a lot of um family come oh, okay. visit the All inmates, right. and we was like some guest performance, and I always remember that. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, so I got a question though. I'm 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 gonna take it back because you said you started rhyming '79. Yes, when I first when I first rhymed, I started with my brother. I have a brother named Freddie. My mom's got six kids, five boys, one girl. So my brother Freddie is one year younger than me. 
But me and him was watching, like I said, my oldest brother and my uncle and yeah. everybody else. So we started, we called ourselves the Vicious 2MCs. So my brother, I gave him his name, Royal King G. But his name is, he calls himself RKG, or people call him KG now. But me and him was rhyming with the Vicious 2MCs. I still was the Rhyme Inspector Percy P. The reason why <laughs> yeah. I call myself that, the Rhyme Inspector Percy P, because it's like traditional old school hip-hop heads always had like a name, a title in front of the name, like the Grand Wizard Theater or the Grandmaster Flash, Chief Rocker Busy B. Rockmaster Scott. You know what I'm saying? Names like that. So the Rhyme Inspector Percy P. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like a title in front of my name, kind of like Lord Finesse, the Funky Technician, yeah, Lord yeah. Finesse. You know, so that's the old school. And the Percy P is more like a Chief Rocker Busy B or Spoonie G. Or, you know, so yeah, yeah. So okay. that's keeping it old school, but still present. You know what I'm saying? So taking it back, 79, I, got, uh, I, want, I want to ask this. And I ask uh, in any conversation I have with any artist, okay. especially of your caliber, being brought up in that era, were you intrigued by any other element of hip hop? Oh yeah. Oh I mean I was intrigued by all the other elements, but I just knew I can rhyme, but I also an artist. I can draw too. Oh, okay, there you go. So graph was always everywhere, you know, you big pieces on walls around the block and in the project and on handball courts and the trains all the trains that you might see in magazines and the books are old school. That was trains that I saw every day. Going to the train station, you walking by, you're looking at the L, all the trains going by, you seeing all the pieces. <laughs> so my block and the project in Patterson Projects in the South Bronx is 145th Street. So 145th Street, the nearest train stations to me is 149th Street, 3rd Avenue, or 149th Street Grand Concourse. 149th Street Grand Concourse is a legendary location they call the Writer's, Writer's Bench. Bench yes. So that was when I go to high school and I'm on the train or coming back, I see dudes sitting on that bench. At the time of day, I didn't know how famous those people, if I'd have had a camera, maybe <laughs> I could have had some history. But I always thought, me growing up as a kid, if I only had a camera and I taped everything I saw and snapshot it, right now it would be so much history in books. But I just took it for granted, like most people. When jams yeah. in the park, people could have had radios taping everybody that was rhyming, but they only maybe kept like the, the bigger name people like Cold Crush and Flash Taste. But it was like a lot of other people that was inspired from them, but still was throwing jams. But I, I just recently heard a, a jam tape in 18 Park right in front of my building. 18 Park jam was on YouTube. And, and when I looked at it, I was reading the comments, and you saw that Grandmaster Cass was DJing out there, Donald D, Zulu, you know, Zulu Nation and stuff. He was one of the people jamming in the park, and they said it right there on YouTube, jam from Legendary 18 Park, and that's right in front of my building. What year was that, you know? Um, it didn't say the year, but that, I'll figure that's probably like, it could be 70s. The seventies and or or at least for like eighty or something. Seventy, eighty, eighty one around that time. That's, That's early, incredible. That's incredible, bro. Yeah, and it's break beats. It wasn't no round of no instrumentals or rap records. It was straight Mardi Gras and uh, you know what I'm saying? The early Yeah, your the, the break beats, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what you had the rhyme over. It wasn't no instrumental. The first far as instrumentals that people would be rapping over that was really records, hip hop records that we consider rap records was Beats like Spoonie G, Love Rap, or Feel a Heartbeat, Treasures 3, or or even um, T-Ski Valley, Catch the Beat, you know what I'm saying? Or um, later down the line, even groups like um, Fantasy 3. But a lot of, you know, records started coming out, but a lot of before that, it was straight records, soul records, or breaks, rock records, like, you know, 
big beat by Billy Squire or Coolest Back, you know. So you had to know your beats, and that's what I had to rhyme over when I came up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just those kind of records, you just had to know them. And when I started out, the big thing was getting on at a jam. So if somebody said they was jamming, you trying to go over there to see if you could get on the mic, yeah. or if it's the house party, y'all was trying to see. So the DJ might be in the in the bedroom, but the speakers out in the living room, and you're trying to be like, yo, I'm trying to see who who in there DJing shit, trying to see if you can get <laughs> yeah. on the mic. And you know what I'm saying? So that was the thing. Or going to DJ house to make a tape. We ain't had no records, but yo, you, let's make a tape. And he just recording ninety minutes, whatever. And we just rhyming and then we get the, a copy the, of that. The, the true mixtape, right? Yeah. That that shows and speaks to how much authority the DJ. Oh yeah, used to Talk have about it. Yeah, yeah. in the origins of hip hop. Not the DJ was the celebrity. Yeah, uh, he, was. He, he was this guy. Like from everything from producing to like engineering and like, hey, let's make a tape because he's the only dude that had the equipment. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't walk into a studio now or turn on your computer or whatever and be like, oh yeah. Da, 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 da. But, but then again, yeah, the DJ was the one with all the equipment. But then MCs, I guess, figured out, and I'm sure like other people, DJs too. But we figured out ways to still make tapes rhyming off of bricks by making like pause tapes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. sometimes you might have heard something off the radio being played. If you caught it on tape and you had a double cassette radio, you making pause tapes extending that loop and just <laughs> chopping it to five yeah. minutes long or six minutes. And then you rhyming over that, playing it from a, a tape, a radio, and recording on a little handheld recorder, turn the volume all the way down so it don't squeak. You know, just keep it real low and just rhyming over that. And I, I'm, I've done stuff like that wow. with me and my brother, Vicious 2 MCs. And, and I'm sure a lot of people was doing it. Like when we realized you was doing that too, yeah, I used to do that too. Or how about I used to take a SK-1 Casio keyboard sampler and loop the record fast and play it back slow on the key. And that was like, we was looping. You was doing that? I was doing that too. Uh, you know. Damn. So it was like so much any stuff way, that you were thinking any about. Any way but, to get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. The yeah. passion behind those times, dude. Yeah. When it when it when making a tape meant something, like it cost you effort and time and, and money and all this stuff and energy. And like you were figuring out, okay, well, if I hold a handheld next to the speaker and I rap at this point, I can hear myself. And then you know, like anything to make something dope. Some well, cats around over headphones and stuff. Uh, on another level, you had and I'm 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 gonna ask you a question about that. On another another level, in back in the day, it you know you didn't have the internet, you didn't have mm-hmm. uh, your MySpace, your Facebook. You know this was you made a tape, and if it got around the borough or your city, then you're great. If it got around to another borough, like man, I, I'm blowing up. If it got to you know Red Alert or or um, Mr. Magic, or, you know it, you know you're you're big. Let me ask you this: since you you know you you came from that era of the breakbeat. Rhyming yes. over a breakbeat. Yes. What's the difference as the rhyme inspector, as a as a as a wordsmith? What's the difference rhyming over a breakbeat, which was mostly a live drum, mm-hmm. to a digital track or, or a synthesizer, if you want to call it that, or or an MPC kick? Well, well, the, the original record just. It's live instruments, you know what I'm saying? So the breaks, it's going to feel like that's the closest thing to, I mean, a lot of times when people try to sample, it's because they like live music, but that's the closest thing to getting to it is actually just getting it off the record. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the break drum machines, it's cool. It might have some sounds, like 808 Moogs or just 808 that's delayed sound, yeah. deep bass yeah. that you that the live drummers can't play. So, you know, it's a different effect. But also, it's like it's two different worlds. Like when you heard a record like um, "It's Yours," 
Teela Rock. Rock. That was like the first record with that deep bass. Boom, 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 boom. For those who don't know, and that's what you still hear now. People trap music, they like that rattling your trunk bass. Yeah, it stands long. Like, oh, you heard that bass on that? So, you know, <laughs> but you, you ain't going to get that with live music unless they they mix the records a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the bass line. Like if you heard a record like um, Papa Don't Take No Mess, James Brown, with, which Bismarck used for the vapors. Mm-hmm. If you if you playing it with bass turned up a lot, you might have that little boom, boom, boom. You might feel it like that. Oh, I like how to, you know, yeah. depending on how you tune it, the records and stuff. So, you know, but that, that drum machine going to give you that sound that the live musicians probably won't have. But it's still, you know, depending on what you're doing. But um, like I said, I I enjoyed rhyming over those records, the early break records, whatever, because that was music that I enjoyed. I just grew up, and sometimes when you heard a song, it was new, but if it had a good beat, you just liked the song. Yo, I want to rhyme over that. Next time I rhyme, throw that beat on. Or yeah, because you like you, you feed off of that, right? Oh yeah, and I, every beat that was thrown at me, I might I might pass up on a track that people might like. Oh, that's dope, yo! No, 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 you rhyme with that. Throw the next. I'm rhyming up this beat. Yeah. Throw that on, or I just go acapella. I mean, just do acapella, fam. You know what I'm saying? So, that's me. But um, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, no, you did. You definitely did. Um, like I said, uh, rhyming over a break beat because I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. I mean, it all, it almost feels like a heartbeat. It, it feels like. Um, I mean, a heartbeat. That's mm-hmm. that's as mm-hmm. close as you can get. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, that's why my question was. All right, so let's forward, fast forward. You said '88 is when you got on wax, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So '88 music drops. What record label? What yeah. record label were you on? Well, were you that, on a label? Yeah, that was that was from Gotham City. Gotham Records. City. Okay. Just that one record when he put out one song. All right. So you were making noise. Yeah. You know, in in, in, in '88, first recording, like really, it made noise in New York. At least, or if you listen to like a red alert, you heard the song. Like if you was listening all night, you heard they played it every week. And then Hank Love shows down. They played it first, but it was like getting some, you know, good good airplay. But it was unlike now. Like you said, there was no internet back then. So if you was, you only had to stay home taping to hear these songs that come back to school playing the tapes. Of Show the people songs what you got. You heard, yeah, you, know, you t- caught this record. You caught it too. I got it on tape. Or I only got this much of it. I missed it. I caught the first verse, but uh, you know. The tape ended, or whatever. Yeah. After that, I got the whole song. Like, let me get a copy. Of your yeah, tape, so you, you know? dub somebody else's, yeah. and that's how it goes. And that's so the this same thing with struggle the struggle early... of the tape era. Yes, yeah, man. But that's how I had my old school, old school Cold Crush collections and all them pioneers. I had a lot of tapes, those too, from my oldest brother and people that he's traded with. And I, and I got copies, and then I just kept my copies. And by the time I got to high school, I'm trading with people with tapes that I didn't have. You got these tapes? Well, I got this. And let me get a copy. I'll give you a copy of that. And building like that. And just held on to That's it. That's beautiful, brother. You know what I'm saying? You can't give me excited just talking about it. Now, you making noise in 88. Yes. Eventually, I'm, and we're in, in, in this interview, we might be jumping around because yeah. this brother has been through a lot. Yeah, I just, I just, and, I just need to get a lot, so much stuff out yeah, of it. Yeah, so we're going to pick your brain. I mean, okay. I hope you know that. Okay. Now, you making noise in 88, and I'm not sure if this is why it happened, but it obviously happened because you were nice on the mic. Was it eighty nine? The 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 legendary battle between yes, you and Lord Finesse. Yeah, So it's the next year. All right. After. So tell us tell us how that 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 came about because Lord Finesse, nowadays now on this day Lord Finesse and Percy, Percy P on the battle. I mean that's huge. Let me uh, let me tell you why I'm laughing really quick because like um, 
just being a hip hop kid growing up, right? And you like listen to these people and like they mean so much to you. And then you finally get to meet them. And then, uh, like, uh, I've been a huge abstract root fan forever, mm. right? And now I can call abstract yeah, yeah, if yeah. I want to or text them, right? It just throws me off. And now we're sitting with Prince of P and talking about like, okay, I want to, and then we're going to get to know the ins and outs. Of the oh, Lord Finesse battle, which is gonna be, it's like, just hope, you know, and this is what I'm talking about. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, this no. is what, this is what I'm talking about that these stories need to be documented. And Percy, unfortunately, didn't have fucking a, a, a camera or a tape. The only way that it's gonna get, happen is by people following the knowledge down the line and, and looking for it and, and appreciate exactly. the, the stories that you can get that most people sometimes take for granted. Yeah. And I say this a lot of times, old people, a lot of younger people might look at an older person, a senior, and and overlook their wisdom and knowledge that they could offer you that you didn't never live, but right. they firsthand could tell you about certain things. But people just overlook them, and not just Percy P, but there's a lot of artists that never made records that could firsthand tell you. Mm. It's even women, women that's probably a grandmother right now that's old that went to school with Grandmaster Flash or Cool Herb or something that could tell you. I was in his class before he was DJ. Mm-hmm. I was I was in Flash I was in his class when he his first to his first party I was there like they could tell you stories but yeah. only if you cared to even know they probably could pull out a picture right. and say this is me on my third grade class and his grandmother Flash right here yeah people don't think like yeah. that but yeah. I think like that like I'm like damn there's people that probably knows stories backstories of artists before they even became an artist but most people take them for granted right and they assume that anybody famous was always famous yeah. That's, fam- that's actually a really good point. Or yeah. who's the people that inspired the famous people that you look up to? Right. And this there, is the there, kind of stuff that we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And there is a lot of that too. There is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of artists. I can't think of one off the top. Um, I think you might have told me in, 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 on the way here. Um, there are big name artists that were inspired by someone that never got on record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That might have yeah. never been an MC, yeah. maybe a graph writer or whatever, but they were inspired by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's that story you know today humans i'll say humans not not just youth everyone wants to see a visual if i don't see it mm-hmm. it didn't happen mm-hmm. you know so it's hard for people uh that came up in that era for you for you uh, for instance not having a picture you know i i was there or i battled this dude i battled that dude that's why not only is uh, just by uh, vocally this battle legendary but it's legendary because there's there was someone there with the yeah, yeah. video camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going back to it, tell us how it all you know came about. Okay, 1989, 143rd Street, and Patterson Housing Projects, the north side of the project. Um, that's 143rd is the middle of the project between Third Avenue and Morris Avenue. Um, in front of the building 315. Landmarking for those tourists, anybody who <laughs> yeah. ever cared enough to, I just if I ever go to New York, I'm gonna go down there and get that. I'm doing this for the for those people. That's the historians yeah. and you know what I'm saying. Three fifteen, one forty, one forty third Street. Um, if you watch the battle, you see a guy talking, "Hello, peace, Aki, I'm Tony Webb, and um, I bring to you, I'm a scholar, and I bring to you my man, Lord Finesse from the Uptown Tip Forest Forest Projects and." In the Bronx, so that's where Lord Finesse is from. Against who? The Chief Wizard, Inspector Percy P. Even though I was the rhyme inspector, but he said the Chief Wizard, Inspector Percy P. And um, you know, and that guy, his name is Tony Webb, but he lived in the building, kind of like behind the building, was we standing in front of. Him. But um, he also went to high school with Lord Finesse. 
at the time. So they was cool and they knew each other. But he's the one who instigated the battle. Me and Finesse really never knew each other. But because of him, that battle really took place. Okay. So he went to Finesse, gassing him up, lying to him, saying, my man Percy P said he'd eat everybody in Forest Projects. And, and he would come back to the project telling me, your purse, my man Finesse, Cat from Forest told me he eat everybody in Patterson. I was like, you can't mess with my man Percy P. Oh, I eat him too. So he did that enough for every time I come outside, people are like, yo, P, it's Cat looking for you. He want to battle you. I thought they was gassing me, like, keep playing with me. I'm like, nah, it's cool. And every time I come out, they keep saying the same thing. So I went around his way with my partner, Danique, and um, went looking for him. Like, yo, you ever heard of Cat named Finesse? Yeah, we heard him tell Percy P was looking for him. And that's how, so we did that right, long So kind of go back and forth. Mm-hmm, back and forth. And mm-hmm. then I was hanging in my man house. His name was Wu, Wu Dog. We used to call and give him a shout out and let the homicides begin at the end of the record. But um, me and him, um, I was in his house. I used to go over there a lot of times, listen to tapes and recording new, listen to new albums or tapes, cassettes that we bought. And just, you know, being a hip-hop head, listen to the old school tapes and Cold Crush and whatever. And um, I was in his house when AG came through, asking him, was I there? Looked out the window, and he was with Finesse. I said, yo, Purse up there? He said, yeah. Looked out the window, a whole bunch of people's out there. Everybody was happy, because finally, they know it's going to yeah, happen. That's the moment. So everybody <laughs> chanting, oh, yeah, yeah. That's all. So we came downstairs. He said, it was Finesse right here. Yo, what up, fam? All right, what's up? Yeah, yeah. So let's go on this side. My man, my man Dave, give a shout out to my man Dave. He's a barber around the way um, on Collin Avenue. And um, he basically said, hold on, let me go to my house and get the camera. That's the building, 315, we were standing in front of when we was battling. But he said, let me go get my camcorder, the smartest thing we did. So we waited for him. Boom, he came. I so you didn't, was, you, had, you didn't know Fidesz? Nah, I didn't like, know him. Like, you just knew of him? Nah, I didn't know him. To, to, right. to, to Tone kept talking about this dude wanting to battle yeah. me. Keep yeah, so you it never came like, okay, well, who is, let me, I want to go find a tape or or none, no. none of that. You just no. were like, whatever. Yeah, you just heard there was another MC saying yeah. I can eat anyone. I and you're like, oh, okay. trying to gas me, trying to say this. And I think it's important because it shows that there was no prep. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's rare now. There was an anticipation and a certain kind of you but, know because you guys get them going back and forth yeah, trying to look for each other so the, it, it was in a way kind of gassed up it right? was just basically like when we battle we were spitting rhymes that we had like I know I was spitting rhymes that I already had already you know what I'm saying but it's more like if you're going to battle me okay I'm going to say this rhyme first I'm going to say this one next I'm saying this one after that I'm going to say this one like that so that's how how the battle went mm-hmm. and um, if you analyze that battle you can hear my first verse is lyrics to a song called like Throwback Rap Attack. If you mm-hmm. know my records, I call it that for a reason. Because mm-hmm. like if you, a real head that analyzed my career, they'd be, oh shit, that's Throwback Rap Attack. And mm-hmm. I called it that for a reason, Throwback right. Rap Attack. Like I start off the battle, busting those rhymes. So he know? comes down with the video camera. Yeah. He went to go get it, and now he's back. <laughs> Knowledge, 
can't listen to the rhyme. Rap fans remember me from a lyrical chemistry range. Mighty flow and knowledge overloads my memory bank. All on the radio. We gotta wreck it out in the stores of yours. Get with it. Yeah, check it out. The adversaries. I have a very good style of vocabulary. Don't have to worry about competition. I saw position in a rap You know, but the battle is historic. We 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 lucky we even caught it on tape. Yeah, because we realize now that it's a big business now. These 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 king of the dots and the grind times yeah. and all that is actually like what we was doing. Like what we actually had to watch around the project is what people sit around watching on the internet. But I was just predate what everybody's getting paid to do now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like a wrestling. Like dudes has actually got titles for this and I'm getting paying this money and I'm gonna put my money on over here and these cats is walking away. But it became a big business. So I'm just happy that what we done is something that people could look back at. Like even Double X XL magazine wrote, like if you type in Double XL six top rap battles, our battles in the top six and our actually actually our battle is that's the first one they mentioned and they mentioned the battles in the in in a year. But also Kumo D and Busy B's battles there. And I feel good about this. Our battles in the eighties, even though it was eighty nine, still connected to yeah, the eighties. Yeah, to the that era. So our battles there with in the eighties with Mo D and B G B battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then other battles in the nineties. Like Super Nat and, and 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 Craig G and Juice, and, you know, there was a legendary battle. Yeah. You got Eminem, you got Jay Z and DMX and all that. But that's a to me, that's like wow. You See, know we were saying? talking about the the last episode, or not the last, maybe the second episode we had that we were talking about battles. Um, that's what the concept and I were talking about. Where first episode, dude? Was it the first episode? The first no. episode we did was battles. Was it because the we like, Baca? Yeah, yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about battles. You're right, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that era, you were battling because that's just what people were doing. I yeah. mean, whether you're talking about graffiti, you were doing it because it was around you. <laughs> battling is just, you say you're nice. This, You know, this other guy says he's nice. You get together, boom, boom, no beef. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. It, it all started like that. It's like b-boying in a cypher. Like, if you if you it's at a jam back in the days and there's dudes around, circle, and they're just playing breaks, dudes are going to be dancing. 
But it's still like when you get in there, you got to try to earn the respect of everybody else standing around. If you're whack enough, somebody just going to come and be in your face up rocking like they want to battle you. So it's like whatever you do, you got to do it good enough to earn the respect. So I guess Lord Finesse felt in his heart, I know I'm nice, but I felt in my heart I'm nice too. But I didn't go around looking for battles. I still don't do that. A more humble, more humble person like Rod Kim. Like when he came out, you respect him. He's nice, but he ain't gotta act like he won yeah. a battle. You already know he's Kane the same way. Kumo D, you know. But Kumo D was more a cocky MC listening to the tapes. He was more cocky, but but Melly Mel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Ramat Cass, but you just knew not to deal with dudes like that if they because they had it, you know what I'm saying? So it's more like, yo, you just gave them the respect. It was a it was a, a, a time where it was freshly understood, like, okay, this is going to be an alternative to the gang life, right? So instead of going to fists and shooting out and all that stuff, people were excited to see battles because, okay, well, this is what... This is what we talked about, right? This is what we all agreed on on hip hop was going to be the determining basis on between these two gentlemen, who's going to be the nicest or who's the dopest. This is the way to do it. And it's a fun and, and, uh, very from the heart way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, uh, I'm, I'm skilled and I know this. You're skilled and you know this. Well, one of us is more skilled than the other one. Let's find out who it is, yeah. right? Let's find, who has more talent, right? At least it, it, that's the best way you can kind of break it down. Mm-hmm. Then you do records and all that stuff, but that has production, maybe the engineering camp, you know, but the one-on-one battle, you really can't deny it at the end of the day. You can't be like, dude, he's nicer, dog. He just came better. Yeah, yeah. And hip hop is built around that. Yeah. Builds around that graffiti or b boys or DJs. It's built around someone. There's enough MCs around. There's a cipher going to kick off. It yeah. just it's just that it's just what we do. It's what it's in our bones, you know. But, and like you're saying, if you come in not if someone feels that you're not the strong one, then maybe it's going to be a direct thing. But if you're going to carry the MC badge, well, you got to be ready and willing to do. It's part but, of that. You're right, and I always say the same thing. I say it's a shame that a lot of battles nowadays when artists have these discrepancies with each other, they don't resort to what me and Lord Finesse did. Like, they be talking on wax, they keep, everything is threats and threats, instead of it getting down to the music. Everything yes. become about violence more than, all right, like when Modi and, and, and just imagine when Kumo D and, and, and LL was, was feuding. Mm-hmm. What if, it still could have been made, I always thought like this from back then, I was like, yo, damn, that's a lot of money to be made, look. If both of them got a problem with each other on wax, that could be a concert right there. You could have a whole bunch of artists on the card performing, but at the headline of the night, it's Mo D and Busy B. I mean, and 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 LL and and Cool Mo D doing a battle. But but no, you could perform. But now we're gonna have the battle. No music. You could have music or I could tell them, "Hey, y'all, spit your rhymes," and it should really resort to at the end, y'all battle. If you say you better than this cat, forget about the record sales. Forget all that. Nobody's on stage, none of your boys, and none of your people. Everybody in the crowd, just you and that MC. No hype people in the back, just you and your man. But now there's, it's so easy to hide behind things like record sales. Yeah, people will do that. Follows and likes and like, oh, I'm, he, he has more followers, so he must be nicer. Or he has more likes. He has more views. There's so many things that hide behind a yeah. battle that when you do get to see like two MCs that go at it, and nowadays it's rare, like, I can't even think of one like worth seeing between like two major non-battle MCs. It's, yeah, right? it's like it's like somebody's camp going to 
if it's going to happen, if it's just about before it happened, all of a sudden somebody's manager said, oh, we're not going to do it because, like, some bullshit happens, just yeah. comes up that it just enables it to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that, a lot of that's going on is because the business part of things instead of the hip-hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Now, the business comes in, uh, a lot of watered-down material, which kind of links me to my next question. I've been wanting to ask you this. <laughs> Came up. 
<clears throat> I just thought everybody in, into hip hop was in it from the heart. Like I got into it not because I saw videos on TV or exactly, movies yeah. or magazines. It was none of that. It was more like I saw what I saw in the park. I saw people gravitating towards every time the big ass U-Haul trucks come out and big speakers coming off and look all the speakers coming out. And then they got the DJ set up and they roped off the, the area where the DJ's behind that rope and look all these people migrating from other places coming to this big ass park because they're playing music. And then when the MCs get on the mic, Everybody was just there watching. If a DJ was cutting up breaks, people was trying to see. They're looking over shoulders trying to see what he's doing. You know, and the DJ so-and-so's about to get busy right now, y'all. And everybody's standing around and he's watching. And um, it was a big thing. Now, fast forward nowadays, I just think people are more caring about what label artist is on, how many followers, how many views he got on the internet, and rather than the talent. So a promoter even do that now. They'll be like, um, well, how much followers he got online or how many views? If he ain't got this amount of people, yeah, well, he's probably not going to really book him because he's probably not a draw. Like, forget about all that. What, what happened to the historic value mm-hmm. of, of, like, a male law finesse? Male law finesse right now, if we're alive, the first time we ever was booked together after that battle on, on that show, on our whole career, like, how come we never was booked until we went to Europe? Europe booked us for the first time at our career together. That should have happened in the United States so many years ago. This now is like 27 years, that battle. This year makes it 27 years, years old. But really, like we never, that's a, that's a show that should happen like really every year. Like if we count that battle as 27 years, that mean every year it should be like Percy P. Law and that's tour or even shows. I'm talking about nationwide or, or international shows. Because the battle is known worldwide. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's not just me and Law Finesse. That's with any artist. Right. Kumo D and Busy B, they're still around. Let's just try to do it for the sake. Cool Herc and, 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 and Grandmaster Flash did all um, Africa Bambada. Like a lot of those pioneer DJs, just get them on the show. Besides it just being at a Zulu Nation anniversary, it needs to be, like, say, like a Rock the Bells or Pay Dudes, like them big giant festivals. I always look at it like with all those names, I mean, they have a big enough budget to bring out big, huge artists. But I'm sure like it'll be something if they had Cool Hurt, even if he's in between the acts. Just let him play some music just so the audience could say, I saw Cool Hurt play. Don't wait for people to pass away or something happened, then everybody want to come with the t shirts and (laughs) how y'all support him. Yeah, shit, that's sad because it's the same thing with me. Like, there's me selling CDs on the street and tapes and pushing product, kind of make sure people know me and remember me and give them an opportunity to meet me directly. But it shouldn't be that my most support is going to come if something ever happened to me, then everybody got the T-shirts. When I have T-shirts now that you can support, <laughs> but don't let somebody else yeah. come and try to capitalize off of me and you support them You know what happens, Percy? It's like uh, America did the same thing with hip-hop that they do with everything else. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yes. there's a show called Luther. They will watch on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cop show from London. The cops in London in real life, they don't carry guns. Yeah, I know. Right? So the show Luther is all drama. It's like a cop and he's solving dude, there's no guns and the show's fucking amazing. But you put a cop show on in the United States, every episode is a shootout. Boom, 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 boom. And then I remember watching like a series. I'm like, yo, these cops are getting shot at every fucking single day of their life. And it's not like, dude, it's like they're, the bar is getting shot yeah, up yeah. and they're jumping <laughs> over the car. And I'm watching Luther and I'm fucking suspense. I'm like, yo, so good. Europe, 
everyone else but the United States has kind of, of a more, not, not only are we the youngest country, right? We're still the teenage country of the world. We're still in this walling out stage, mauling and fucking partying shit. And China is thousands of years old. Europe is thousands. So they have an appreciation for history. Mm. So when they book Percy P in Lord Finesse, they're like, yo, this is history, bro. This is going to be legendary, blah, blah, blah. And Americans don't appreciate because we want to be the history makers. Mm. We don't want to um, know the culture. We don't want even whatever culture you're talking about. Native Americans, like those stories are forgotten because, like, uh, you always want to do, uh, you always want to be the one making history. No one wants to study it and learn it and all that stuff here in America, unfortunately. Wow. And you're right, it's gonna be one day, it's gonna be Percy P's not gonna be here. Everyone's gonna be rocking the shirts, and we're like, yeah. oh yeah. But we got to see Percy P live. Yeah. And if those festivals were smart, they would still be around because they would be saying, yo, the only way you get to see blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah is if you go to this festival. Yeah. That would be smart, but they're not smart. They're, they just want money in their pocket. Yeah. So put fucking Slim Thug up there and uh, have these kids wild out. But he, again, Percy P's walking around LA, bro. He's literally right there. Go stand, go book him right now. Yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. can say they saw fucking Percy P. And you'll catch, Percy P's the type to be in the crowd. Yeah. Like you could be, yeah, I'm, I'm watching, you know, whoever, you know, yeah. turn around and say, oh, Percy P's right next to me, slinging, <laughs> slinging CDs, shirts, and all that. Dude, and that I've seen it. Is an understatement, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I told. You've seen him. That's what I told Percy. Like, I'll get, I'll get booked to host a show. Percy P's right there. I'll go cover a show. Percy P's there. All Michael loves over there. Like, fuck. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> Percy P's just everywhere. But I would say I ain't everywhere. <laughs> I'm just in the place to be. Exactly. Yeah, there you right. go. <laughs> or, or somebody said, I'm on my girlfriend of mine she used to say you're like what's Waldo of, of hip hop <laughs> hey, wow there's Percy right there like it's, it's China there's Percy right there if he has the, if he has the, the crossover right like, you know he has the CDs oh, well, we're gonna make a book we gotta make a book that says where's Waldo yeah Where, where's Percy P <laughs> alright question though so we all know obviously Lord Finesse Percy P yes. legendary battle yes. great battle knowing that hip hop came from well it didn't come from a battle but the battle and that competition is very much a part of it. Did Percy P battle anybody else? Oh yeah, I battled. Yeah, I had other battles, but it's more like early stages of my before really making records. Just up. coming up, dudes won a challenge. Um, high school, robbing the lunch tables. You know, people like um, Farrell March or, or my man Prince Poe, they would know, like, they was around to see before they was rap. Like, they was sitting around lunch tables watching in the, in the high school art and design lunchroom, bang, banging on table, battling dudes, and people standing on tables to watch. And, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, stuff like that. Um, I battled on lunch in a train station. This guy, um, name, I throw his name out there. His name was Puka P. And it's crazy because a few heads know, really. And this guy, I believe, he went to a high school called Printon High School. And I know the dude. He's cool. But at the time when we met, we battled. Puka P battled on Percy P. He bought a guy named Bass. He's a human beatbox. I came with my man. Most people know him as Kenny X. He won the Apollo. He's the one he won a few times at the Apollo Theater on t when he used to be on TV. Kenny X, he went to high school with me. But now his name is Kenny Muhammad. But at the time, in high school, his name was the bass controller. So Puka P came with bass. Percy P came with the bass controller. We battled in, 19, in 59th Street train station. And it's real real spit. Anybody could talk to Kenny Muhammad. He could tell you. You know what I'm saying? And obviously there's no. And there's no tape. It was no tape. Yeah, it was see, more like. That's what we are, need to talk about. But these were people that wasn't really known. Like I didn't have a record out at the time. So it was more like 
stuff just happened, you know, and um, that's how most battles, like, time to just spare the moment, like, it just happened, you just somewhere, and something could turn out, but nobody had no camera, and, you no, know, when you caught, like, for me and Law Finesse to wait for that battle for the camera, that was a good thing we did for hip-hop, but also for our own careers and stuff, like, something to look back on, like, damn, we made a mark now, so something, if I check out of here, at least that battle will exist, for, and I'm good for, like, I'm happy for technology, and in ways where like the internet is good and then it's it's bad. The good thing about it is I can now show the world my accomplishments that most people overlook mm-hmm. or people don't didn't even have a clue that I've done. People are known that maybe I never made a record with, but they acknowledge me. I've known them. They know me. Here's some photos. Here's some shows that I was at that maybe y'all didn't even know nothing about. Here's some pictures, images. Here's the records I made. Here's the features, all the albums. Here's the video games I'm on, the soundtracks too. Here's the movie soundtracks I'm on. Here's the actual DVDs you can buy. Here's, everything is there now. You can put it, look on my Instagram. You can see everything. Instagram, the real Percy P. You see it all. You see everything. All the albums. I don't care if I did a song with you. If it's a seven inch, if it's on cassette, I'll put it on there. Bam, you can see images of everything. For those that really want to look for everything, it's there. Can you, you know? can you give me a couple of names? Throw out a couple of titles at us? Uh, people that have uh, Projects and movies and stuff like that. So that yeah, the audience I, can go I, I name all up. the video games. I'm on Tony Hawk Underground, Tony Hawk Proven Ground. <laughs> These are all soundtracks I'm on. Yeah. Tony Hawk Underground, Tony Hawk Proven Ground, Skate It, Skate 2, NBA 2K8, um, was it 2K7 and, and the college hoop it's two games um, I'm on a Tony Hawk Proven Ground I mean um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 right now the one that's out right yeah, now yeah right now I'm on an International oh, Hustler the song's called International Hustler by Connie Price and the Keystones it features Percy nice. P yeah. so I'm on that a little different it, that project's a little different you were saying yeah yeah it's a live band but but it's yeah. funky yeah it's, it's, it's a live band okay. so we're going back so we're talking we're talking live band how we were saying yeah. break beats and all yeah. that that's so great. so but yeah seven games I'm on seven game soundtracks Skate It and Skate Two, mm-hmm. those two skate games. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, I'm on five skate games and two basketball games, mm-hmm. and that's now. Some people say I'm an underground artist, but that's mainstream. Yeah, if you're on the games, that's mainstream uh, exposure. A few other names: Acrobatic is on the UFC game, yeah, and um, Pigeon John is on Dead or Alive or something like that. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's his song is the main intro that they use for every single commercial that they made for this on the um i'm the bomb and i'm about to blow up i'm the bomb and i'm about to blow up that whole that made the entire uh series of commercials with his song on it and like and the dope thing is that the the character's running and he turns on his phone and it says i'm the bomb pitching john like the characters yeah like he really got into it that's Uh, That's dope i think i got the dawn too is on a couple of a couple of tracks and all that good stuff so yes, it's absolutely right. But yeah. f- what does that mean for Percy though? Does it still mean, mean something? Yeah, it, it means it means to me, but not to brag. But think about this for a minute. Seven different games. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment. Right. Seven games. That one. Yeah. Seven. And all different songs. Different songs. Yeah. One song. Two. One song is on two different games. Uh-huh. But. I'm on seven games. How yeah. many artists really could say that? You might so, have the world record. That's what Percy, I'm trying to you say. That up? That's what I'm trying to say. It's called Guinness. No, it's gonna, you know what? We're going to look that up. Think about it. How about this? All right. I'm going to just name some accomplishments. A quotable in the Source magazine in the Golden Age, 92. Mm. Rhyme of the Month. 
hip hop quotable. Yeah. Like not every artist gets that. Well, yeah. And, and, and let me let me stop you there. Now nowadays the source is not the source that was in yeah. 1992. So yeah, that's this, huge. Oh, this yeah, is legit, this is the legitimate source. That's why I said the golden age because yeah. when you think about who what albums is out, P Rock and Gangsta All Off and Ness, Karis Ones, like these certain albums is out. But I got the quotable at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. And my verse, and I even said in the rhyme, every rhyme, every line of mine is worth quoting. In the rhyme, I said this, <laughs> but it came, it manifested. You know what I'm saying? Um, how about this? A song I made in, that came out in 92 called Lung Collapsing Lyrics, which you can hear me spit Battle on Law Finesse in 89, second verse, right? That rhyme, that's, that came out in 92 on Big B Records. But last year, in the end of the year, it got, released on a series of, in the UK releases in a series where they put um, records where, like I said, like a hip-hop song that came out, classic hip-hop record. They put it on the B-side of, the, of a 7-inch. And on the A-side is the actual original record that they sampled from. Wow. But guess what? My song last year, I'm on the flip side of a record with James Brown. Mm. That's that's classic. Like who could say I don't know no artist did that besides someone like Africa Bambada yeah, is doing. Bambada, right. L- uh, but I don't yeah, I don't know nobody who really could pull out a record with James Brown on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, so but then hold on. Then so I'm on soundtracks, like it said like Jurassic Five, the song I did with them is on that Tony Hawk. I mean Tony Tony Hawk. Um, underground. The, the, the also, song out of power numbers is, yeah. isn't that? Yeah, with so, with, uh, with Kane. Yeah, Big with Daddy Big Daddy Kane. Kane, and then also um, you got movies same, too, per se. Yeah, then then that same song is on is on the um is on Tony um Hollywood Homicide movie with Harrison Ford and all the and Josh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's oh, on that it's on that soundtrack to that. <laughs> but then um I'm on a movie soundtrack with um Nick Cannon movies called American Son. It's a chase scene. Mm-hmm. And it's the song I did with Fortet. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard of Fortet. Yeah. Fortet produced and featuring Percy P. It's called Joy. And it's a chase in the movie. Boom. The song come on. It's a fast song. And it's Percy P. You know what I'm saying? But it's like things, moments Damn. like that. I did a movie called SBX with DRTC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's right around the way. But it's a DVD. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's on. You can see it on YouTube if you click on SBX and you can watch that. Um... I was in a new music seminar in 1990. When a nationwide submission of MC just here sending the tape with four verses. But for me to be in a battle like that, just mm-hmm. be placed in it. That's huge, bro. That's huge. Worldwide. I mean, yeah. people from all over the country and traveling all over to, to see new music seminar. But I was in a 1991 and Tretch was in it from, from Naughty by Nature. Mm-hmm. But before Naughty by Nature. Yeah. He was in that battle, and a girl named um, L.A. Star was in it. I'm just naming names, so if anybody want to go, ask those people. And Red <laughs> Alert was the host, yeah. so if people want to ask Red Alert, he'll tell you. Know you what, I think, I think yeah. I've seen I'm going to call Trench. Oh, let me yeah, let me call Trench. No, I think in an interview somewhere, down, and I'll have to find it mm-hmm. to back it up, but I think Red Alert touched on that a little bit, whether he said your name or said something about that. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't even know why you started saying that, but I, I think I've heard that yeah. aside from you right and now. And I'm, I'm just mentioning things because I realize this is my opportunity to also leave history, but also facts that people that might have heard about or said things about or Did you know this person? Did you know, did you know Big Al? Because I never recorded with him a song. I was supposed to have been on the Yes You May remix, but I couldn't make the studio session. So that's why I'm not on a song. But the final AG didn't even go. But, but Yes You May remix... 
is just Big L and Lord Finesse. But the song I got quotable in the source for in the magazine was the original Yes You May. So it featured me, Lord Finesse, and AG. But the Yes You May remix is the song that featured Big L on it. You know what I'm saying? So, but my name is still mentioned when you hear the song in the yeah. intro. But um, also, I did record with Big L, but we just recorded far as a hook, a hook for Lord Finesse on his song called You Know What I'm About. He go, knock niggas off, knock niggas out, knock niggas off. You know what I'm about. That's me and Big L. At that beat, brother, like. Yeah, that's Lord, and Lord Finesse. I've heard that Law Finesse, that was his first beat that he produced. Was it? As a producer. That's a, that's a hard beat. Yeah. That's a hard beat. So, you heard it? Yeah. Oh, man. And then also, if you watch, uh, if you listen to MC Search, Back to the Grill, Nas, Chub Rock, Red Hot Lover Tone, well, before that record came out, I recorded to that beat with Nas, Akinelli, and I think somebody in the realer, this cat named T Ray, who I was who who did my produce my put has a band long collapsing lyrics. He also produced that track back to the grill for search. So we all dropped verses, but when the record came out, we I wasn't on it, Akinelli wasn't on it. Like, you know, I guess different artists came and dropped, but he kept who he wanted to keep on it. But while I was in the studio, we recorded the hook to the song called Here It Comes remix. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. That's me, I, I can Nelly Nas, like mm-hmm. all of us. And, you know, Stretch Armstrong by Beto show. Yeah. When they show first started in 1990, the second show that they had on the air, the second show, second episode, I was, I was invited to. I didn't show up. So the third show that they had was the first time I was there. And when I was down there, I was rhyming with a large professor who I met at Pete Rock's house hanging with my DJ E. Kim and Danique because all the DJs used to <laughs> hang together. So E. Kim would hang with like Dr. Butcher, you know, Dr. Butcher, and they'll let's go to Pete Rock's house. We're going over there. So they went over there and Dr. Butcher and E. Kim and all of them, and me and Danique was just over there and we meet Lodge Professor who we remembered from that video called Watch Roger Do His Thing. I believe that was his first video. So we remember him from that. And then when I went to Stretch Armstrong's show for the first time, he was down there. He was rhyming with me. Now this is 1990. The verse I spit on the air for the first time became the verse that you hear that got me quotable in the source, Yes You May verse, which came out in 92. The rhyme that he said, large professor, he was reading off a paper. The rhyme that he said reading off that paper became the verse you hear in the song Live at the Barbecue. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, history. I'm making history. It seemed like God, that's how God blessed me. He put me places, even if I didn't record songs he put me in place. That's how I view my life. Like maybe I'm going to be insp- inspirational in, in other ways in a way where, okay, I'm standing on the street selling tapes to people just to preserve my name yeah. because I didn't have a deal. But at the same time, I'm doing this. I'm going to bless you with articles, write-ups about you in same magazines with artists who got deals promoting their album, but here's stories and here's a story about you in Elemental Magazine. Here's a story about you and. Juice magazine in Germany, the biggest hip hop magazine at the time. We want to do a story on you, but my story is a picture of me standing on the street selling tapes and stuff. So I was still making an impact in whatever I was doing, but it's still going to be inspiration for a lot of other people. Right. Some people might be like, damn, I'm trying to get on. Um, I'm trying to shop. But when they see me and see how long I was doing it, and then how me just being at the right places, meeting people, selling tapes meeting cut chemists for the first time buying a tape off me like, you're a Percy P? Yeah. 
oh, shit, I can't believe it. Let me get one of these. But, yo, you still doing anything? Yeah, I'm still. Hold on for a minute. He called the rest of the guys over. Guess who this is? Who? Percy P. Percy P. Yo, man, what you doing now? I'm still rhyming. Got selling tapes. Oh, man. Be crazy if we bring you out on the end of the our set. And Those then New York. Five. Yeah, Jurassic Park. This so is they in, do. This is a big ass sold out <laughs> show in my city. I'm like, it's, it's a big thing. It's a big deal for me. I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm actually going to be on the stage when these cats are from the Cali and they support me and they acknowledge me. I mean, that means like, Whatever you're doing doesn't mean nobody's going to acknowledge. Yeah, I didn't make a whole album, but these cats acknowledged me, who I was, and and looked at me more as a historic person in hip hop. And it's like, yo, it's Percy P, man. And it actually, when they first met me, it was like, yo, we working on a new album right now. Be crazy, get you and Big Daddy Kane on a song. They told me that when they first met me, and they made it happen. That's how I got so much respect for them because a lot of cats in the position. Think about this. They was on Interscope Records, a major label. Interscope. They was on the same label with Eminem at the time. That was the same label Eminem came yeah, on, right? Yeah. They could have had him. Their labels, execs could have been like, nah, nah, who's Percy P? Oh, he's from the past? Yeah. Nah. Just get get the one of the bigger name artists right now, but nah. When you look at the album, who, who you saw on the album? You saw Juju, Big Daddy Kane, Percy P, and Ella Furtada. That was it. Yeah. But come on, I represented a, a half not a dude who's still on the street. Like most people would be like, who's it's Percy P? Why, why they put this dude on there? But to Jurassic 5, they must have meant, it's like me seeing Cool Herc standing right there. That's Cool Herc. I'm, pff, yo, you want to get on? You can do whatever yeah, you want to do. Yeah. See, they looked at it probably from that perspective of historic, who this guy is. We kept it real because we put him on. Most people overlooked me, but they didn't do that. They said, nah. We remember you from back then, but they just didn't talk about me in past tense. Like most people, I remember you from back in the days. You was nice. Y'all remember you from Stretch Armstrong and um, and you heard the freestyles. Not thinking, I still can rhyme now. So they gave <laughs> me the opportunity to show the world what I can do now. They put me on a song with Kane, and you heard what you heard. Dead at the races, and then same thing with Stone Stone. They met me selling tapes, yeah, pushing tapes. Oh, they was from the West Coast. Yo, I'm up in this club called the Noun Bar. In New York, and I'm just walking through, selling tapes. Came up to them, hey, what's up? Like, old school, oh shit, you got these? And it was tapes of like Cold Crush, Fantastic Five, Jazzy Five, Four Some Seas, So Sonic Force, like the early hip hop days, because I had a collection. So they acknowledged what I had, like, wow, yeah, you got just legends right here, man. It's classic right here, it's the foundation. So they, all right, we're gonna cop something. We're from Cali, man. We're doing a show out here. You should try to come through. I said, oh yeah, I know where this is at. It's at New Eureka's Post Cafe. I'll come through. I'm an artist too. You know, I, I don't know if you heard it, man. It's Percy P. Who, Percy P? Who, Lung Collapse and Lyrics Percy P? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here comes the camcorder. Wild child. Let me get my camcorder. He got his camcorder and got the drop that you first saw when you watched the Packamentary, Luke Pack. They got a, a yeah, tape called yeah. the Packamentary. When it comes on, first person you see is me on that screen. But see, to me, when they did that, that was probably the world's first view of me. Really, because that came out before that battle with me and Laura Finesse on the internet. The video, you mean? So the, yeah. Because of the VHS yeah. tape. So it was more like, that was like, besides the picture in the Source magazine, because that was nationally distributed, even overseas, that's what people had. Because I remember when I first started using the internet, I typed in Percy P. I remember seeing only like three mentions or three results, and that Source picture was the only image of me. So me being on the street, doing what I'm doing, turned into like so many sightings and I got a picture of Percy P and more images to, you know, results yeah, and images. Yeah. So 
Does that, is that what kind of obviously not the, the sole purpose or the sole reason why it drove you but did it drive you to get out there and- yeah because i realized like yo I, i'm gonna go extinct if i don't have if i don't make it happen i'm not it's people just not going to remember me and i had it harder than a lot of people people don't understand like this artist that had deals that got record deals that had videos back in the golden age you know what i'm saying they have rap city and, and mtv your own tv raps I could have been around before those artists as an MC, but I didn't have the machine. I didn't have no label deal. I didn't have no videos out. I had to really literally be at clubs, being seen, rhyming in ciphers, getting out there, just going to shows. Other cats had the machine. Oh, I got a video. I'm just playing every day on, on your MTV. They're playing it or Rhapsody or magazines, the giving them <laughs> interviews and all that stuff. So I didn't have that. So it took decades for me to survive to the internet era. Mm. And then now I have the, okay, now I'm going to post some on Instagram so people could see pictures of me back when, and the old records that I made that they probably didn't know about or heard about, but here it is, the image of it. So yeah. if you're interested in looking and digging, now you know what to look for. Here's some pictures of, here's some old flyers from shows and tours and that maybe for promoters that want to, you still rapping? Well, here's some flyers. Here's where I've been so you don't underrate me and underappreciate my appreciate, value. Yeah. You don't be like, oh man, I tossed you $200. Come on, I've been to Europe. Here's this flyers for it. Here's a flyer from tours in Japan. Here's a flyer for me touring in Australia. Here's the flyers in Europe tours and things like that. So you can really see that I have made accomplishments, but also for upcoming artists. I want them to see don't underestimate what you do. Don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't let people try to, oh, you ain't nobody because you're not on TV every day. Like, yep. to me, I'm not, I didn't get into hip hop thinking I was going to be on TV. When I was doing it, I didn't know hip hop was even going to go there. But now that it is, I feel like I'm an artist just like these other artists. Some artists' value is more because maybe they got more money, and but the money don't buy you everything. I said this online. I said one of my posts was some artists, would rather pay for views, pay for followers, pay to play, but won't pay their dues for success. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that's a quotable right there. Yeah. 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 Because you know? we're in that era now where it's so simple to, I could do it. He could do it. We have the following that we're building and mm-hmm. it's costing us a lot. I mean, he, I mean, the Save the Hip of Culture blog is this amazing tool. I think that, I mean, like I, like I tell you, I wake up, it's one of the few first things I check because I wanted my, my hip hop knowledge of the day. And it's beautiful. It's like today on blah, 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 uh, Percy P dropped, da, 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 da. See, that I, kind of I, shit. You I know? came on y'all site and saw that and checked, marked, like I press a like on it because I realized like even songs I made, I ain't know, I forgot the release date, but like I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Like y'all site and a few other sites that might do that too, but it's like, yo, this is crazy that people care enough. And see, that's why like I'm down here too for the fact y'all care enough about not just me, but the whole culture. Like even B-Boys, you'll show an image of this and this came out, this and this was released there, but it's still teaching people so people don't have no excuse not to know about certain right. things. And, and I'll give to- Sector full credit for that because he, I mean, he's the originator. He made it. He's the editor-in-chief of it. So when he linked up with me and we linked, I was like, yo, 
fuck yeah. Well, and that was well, bound. Yeah, we talked about it. That was bound to happen. We were trying to work it out. But yeah, uh, but I, that, I commend the, what y'all do, fam, because this I really you, was bro. needed, man. Like, this is the world. This is y'all giving the world a history, putting it in your hands. People don't have nothing. And, and I'm happy about it, but it also upsets me because it's like, why do I have to do why isn't there like 12, 13, 14 other shows and channels that are, that are already doing it? So to me, like having a little piece and being able to hit Super Percy or Abs or, or DJ or whatever, that's cool. I'm happy and I'm, and I'm glad that I'm providing that. Mm-hmm. But it pisses me off that there's not more people w- wanting to look for it. Like for me, if I can work with the artists, the legendary artists, that's awesome. But I also love breaking up new artists. Yeah. Like, yo, here's this person. Hip-hop. Here's this person. I love like, yo, I have enough faith in this new cat, right? The, the dude that interviewed this dude is telling you, well, check out this dude now. And um, I think it's important to not forget about the new ones. Well, the no, new one sees coming but, up, but we but can always give, give respect But it give you a sense of legends. pride when the artists make it big. Yeah. It'll make you feel proud if you expose somebody that yeah, made it big. Absolutely. It's the same thing like, say like with Aesop Rock. The first song he ever made on a record was with me. Aesop Rock? Aesop Rock. See, most people don't know that. No, at, I did at, not know that. I didn't know that shit either. That is look, amazing. Go on my Instagram. I want everybody. I'm saying this. My Instagram is the real Percy P. Yeah. The real Percy P. All one word. Look at those images of the records and release. That record came out in 97. We put out that records before Def Chucks and all that. We put out the records called yeah. Coward of the Year. <laughs> I'm Coward of the Year. Shit. It's on vinyl. It's, on a, it's, a, it's a picture of the record. It's on Smile Recording. If you Google the record, you'll see the image of the record. But also... <laughs> the songs that I made with him got known from him putting out a CD called Music for Earthworms. Mm-hmm. So most people know the songs from that, like how they know me putting the songs on my CDs. Yeah. Because it wasn't really a hip-hop record. It was mm-hmm. a remix, hip-hop remix to a song on the other side. The girl, her name is Ann Coville. Her and the producer. The producer name is Dub L. He produced the Dub whole L, yes. EP. And she did all the singers, more like trip-hop. But the first single, he said, y'all want to do a hip-hop remix? Percy, I want to know if you want to rhyme with my artist I'm working with. His name is Aesop Rock. I heard some songs. I like him. I do it. But the reason why I was working at that studio, because they met me going selling tapes at Rocksteady Anniversary. So I met this guy, Dub L. No, I met, really, I met Plain Pat. His partner is a guy named Plain Pat and Dub, and Dub L. But, but Plain Pat I met at a Rocksteady Anniversary he told me how he worked in a studio called Gray Bar. I'm welcome to come down and record. Anytime I need record, I can come. So I took him up on the offer. Came down there to record. I met his partner who who engineered there with him, Dub L. Boom. Both of them met me. Yo, you could come through, recording time. So I recorded some songs. So I needed a DJ one time. So I called up my homeboy, who I met through Teela Rock, my man JS1, DJ JS1. Uh, shout out so, JS1, yeah. So when you hear Coward of the Year, that's who you hear scratching on it, JS1. And then we did another song me and Aesop Rock did for, for a radio promo. We called it The Wake Up Call. So we did that song together. So what you hear on Perseverance with Mad Lib is actually the third song we did. But Damn. the Coward of the Year is, came out before he was on Def Jux. This is before he yeah. really made it big. Mm-hmm. So when he really took off, that made me feel really proud because mm-hmm. it made me say, I have a good ear. Then also, God put me in the path of greatness. Like, I'm glad I ain't sleep on that. It's kind of like when I went to Chicago. Like, I yeah. met the old men in 96 in, in the Rocksteady anniversary. Met them through Wendy Day from Rap Coalition. She introduced me to them. Cast from Chicago, Percy, I want to meet you. Boom. Yo, man. They met me, I'm panicked, boom, boom, boom. Yo, we're from Chicago, man. I'd love to bring you out there, work with you, whatever, get you some shows. 
I went out there. I did a song called Keep the Fame with my man Vakil and Rhymefest. But Rhymefest turned out to be the writer for Kanye West, writing his Jesus Walks and, yeah, and, yeah. and Brand New. So for me to do a song with them then, but now, where could they at now? Mm-hmm. So greatness, again, like put me in a path of great artists. And I'm very proud. When I work with artists, when I try to do features and y'all, I'm down to feature on your product, I'm hoping for greatness. But I work with everybody. Yeah. I work and, with And it's important and, to point that out because there are people still um, – that, that that paved the way that are happy and willing to work. Tumex is another dude. And for yeah, some reason, this is looked down upon almost like, oh, you can get a Tumex verse, bro. Like, okay, big deal. It's like, dude, this is Tumex, dog. Like, yes, so I would love to get it. Yeah, or I, I'd I, love to get a verse from Percy P if he's willing to do it. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. And then I remember asking, I think it was Planet Asia. I'm like, yo, can you get a Planet Asia verse? He's like, yeah, but no one asked me. He's like, no, I, I don't know what it is. Like, they don't think that I'll be, I'll do it. He's like, yeah, I'll fucking get on a verse with you if I feel you, I like well, I, I post, you. I'm more than happy to jump on a dope I verse. I post joints all the time. I post quotes from lines, from records and songs just to give people some idea what kind of stuff I'll be spending rhymes. Let yeah. you know I still have bars. Um, I post quotes from songs sometimes, just like little sound bites, 15 seconds on Instagram, mm-hmm. just tracks with my name being mentioned from other artists that they might listen to, like a Mad Lib dropping my rhyme, my name in, a, in one of his verses or... Um, evidence spitting rhyme about he mentioned me in one of the songs. Um, well, E Don mentions me in drum. Um, you got Vinny Pass talking mm. about me, like he mentions me in the yeah. song. Vinny Pass, you got, you got not sorry to cut you off. You got a uh, you got a song with E Don, right? Yeah, uh, called, uh, called called Torture Chambers. Torture Chambers. Yeah. Can we can we get into some music? Yeah. All let's right. Do so it. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. Um, and I we want to play. I know we're running. Uh, short on time but I want to play at least a track okay. oh, we'll, oh we'll, we'll have tracks playing okay. yeah we'll, we'll find right. the right spots and we'll play four okay. Percy P tracks okay. because okay. four seems to be the golden number yeah yeah we're, and, we're and we need as many as much Percy P as we can get well let's let's throw on one right now okay um, you brought up Edon yeah uh, Torture, Torture Chamber. Chambers now yeah. the one the one I'm gonna play is the Cut Chemist remix yeah the remix Cut Chemist Cut Chemist did an incredible incredible yeah. that's a B-boy beat that's right exactly there. when I heard it I was like ah this one, so we'll play it. This is uh, now. Is this off of uh, Edon's album? Is this off of your no, album? No, no, that's Edon. Just... That's just a twelve inch off of his album. But Cut Kim has just made a remix to it, so they put that on vinyl. Okay, it's the same with Lewis Records, Lewis Recordings. It's the UK label. Right on. All right, so uh, we'll play. It's called uh, Torch Chamber. Yep. Edon Percy P. It's yep. a Cut Kim's remix. Yes. <laughs> I'm 
Back that was uh, torture chamber with yeah. Edom Percy P. You said yes. that's something what 2006? Yeah, yeah, like 2006, seven, something like that. Now yeah. what I like this reminds me not that I'm trying to compare you, but I'm a big fan of 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 Rock Kim. I'm a big fan of Rock Kim on Let the Rhythm Hit Him. Why? Because he flows that drum and his flow is 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 incredible. In this case, the B boy sound that Cut Chemist came with, mm-hmm. your delivery. On it, it's a, you're writing the beat. I mean, it almost sounds like every drum kick you got a word, and then every snare you got a word, and you mad incredible. Thank you. Let's let's travel again. We're going down the hip hop timeline with Percy P. You know, seventy nine. You got eighty nine was the battle. Yeah. So ten years after you kind of started rhyming, right? Yes. Let's fast forward to where people get me pissed. Okay. People uh, get me pissed because what? Oh. Have you heard the new dude and we're talking about 2007, okay, right? Okay. 
oh, there's new dude Percy P that's on Stone's Throw. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Right? Uh, you you get yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it pisses me off because it's like, no, this brother came from uh, like, way back. When, when Kanye did that, what well, with Paul McCartney, it was like, yo, uh, cool. I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but Kanye just made his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out. I know this has to be a joke. <laughs> this is a joke to me because to, yeah. it's not, I'm going to get fucking yeah. mad. So <laughs> let's talk, let's get into Stone's Throw, how that came about. Um, you know, you're obviously, you're obviously... <laughs> Yeah. East Coast. Yes. And, so, and, yeah. And East you call, Coast. What, you call, what do you call it? I call it Bronx Angeles now. Bronx Angeles. Bronx Angeles. <laughs> Bronx Angeles. <laughs> That's How'd that come about, though? How, how yeah, when when did you migrate? When well, did you migrate to the... Well, I came here to live in 2004. So now this year makes it um, 12 years. Yeah. In April. April 29th. Why, right why did we leave home? Well, well... Well... But, um, you know... But um, you know, I came out here, yeah. you know, label, and I have children. Yeah, you no know, relationship. Yeah, but um, yeah, I had two children uh-huh. during the time, and um, so, th- but that bought me. But also, I met Stone Stoke before then. Mm-hmm. So out on the East know, Coast, so you have yeah. various reasons to come down here. Yeah, and Stone's Throw was one of them. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and Stone, and then I was in New York all my life. So you figure to come somewhere else, maybe to a place where it seemed like there was appreciation for me. Right, but I was just. I wasn't there, but I was hearing stories of people. Yo, man, yeah. we from out there, and I'm looking like silly Jurassic Park. They're from out there. They're big. They come to my city, mm-hmm. selling out venues, and you know. And I'm like, damn. But they're from over here. But they're looking at me like, yo, wow, we'd love to get you on the album, so I'm gonna meet you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe it's something greater for me over there because I know here, like, it's a struggle. I'm standing out here in front of Fat Beats, pushing, and keeping, trying to keep my name out there. Right. But people, the streets, people was appreciating me. All the artists was appreciating. But it seemed like the industry has wasn't appreciative. Right. It wasn't like, yo, P, give us some music because you've been in the game for a long time. We definitely going to put some, uh, we're going to get you out there. And um, it wasn't happening. Yeah. So it's more like when the artists would come to New York or in stores, they would meet me and I'd get contacts that way, resources and stuff. But um, but I'm appreciative, you know what I'm saying? So I just felt like I ain't had nothing to lose. Let me just come out here and see what it's Out of what all it, the people that you've had, uh, uh, you've been able to rock the mic with and, or just work with, right? Mm, is there right. anyone that, that you afterwards or, or before you're like, oh man, I can't believe I'm going to go meet this dude and I can't believe I'm going to go actually do that? Or um, did, did you all just take it in strive of like, yeah, okay. I always, I always, I'm always appreciative of artists. I don't care who they is. Like when I went, because I don't know what it was the song going to be, but it's just another chance for me to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long. So I'm appreciative, but it's a few artists like coming out here, Jurassic Five, to be flown. I was living in Harlem, three blocks away from Big Al. For those who don't know, I was actually moved from Harlem to to, to the Cali. So I lived out there, you know, between um, Lennox and Seven Five. Like someone like Herb McGruff would know. The last time I saw Big Al alive, I was actually rhyming with him and McGruff and other people on his block. Mm-hmm. He had me come through. He saw me going home. One McGruff day. the MC? Yeah, Herb McGruff. Cats and, um, don't know about McGruff. And um, shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? And he had, yeah, yo, come to the block, P. And I came there. It was like a whole bunch of heads out there. Probably could have been rhyming with like Cameron and all of them. I just ain't know him at the time. But, you know, so that I wish that was on tape because there's a whole bunch of us rhyming. And it was more like he told him, yo, my man, P gonna come watch you. You know what I'm saying? But everybody was good. And it was like, that was dope, but I wish. But Herb McGruff is the only person that that could talk about that moment. He could really, yeah, moment he came over here, you know. But um, it's just sad. But fast forward, you know, I came out here, 
you know, when I met Stone Star, I met them in a club in New York. You know what I'm saying? I met them selling tapes, Cold Crush and all that stuff. So that's when I met Mad Lib and Wild Child, DJ Rose, Egon, Peanut Butter Wolf. So they bought tapes off of me, but they was like, yo, man, you still doing it? They was excited when they found out I was Percy P. So they got it on tape, but then it was like, yeah, what you doing now? I'm still rhyming and stuff, man. We'd love to do something with you, man. Love working on a new album, me and Mad Lib, and I ain't really, really know them too much because I was more familiar with New York artists. Yeah. So Being I out learned there, about them. I learned more about them from Egon and them sending me music because he'd be like, yo, I'm going to send you a package. Send you a package of the stuff, keep you up to date. So that's how I learned about Stone Stone. And then I learned from the streets because I'm standing in front of Fat Beat. So when I ask somebody, maybe, yo, you want to cop a tape off from me on CD? All right, I'm going to get you when I come out. All right, so I'm waiting, you know, so when they come out, oh, what you got? Oh, I caught this joint right here. It's cast, just label on if you heard of Stone Stone. That's the same cars that these cats gave me their car. Like, yeah. Them dudes, yeah, man, you know about this. Oh, this, you want to work with me? Word, man, look, this cat is ill, yo. You know, so they, I'm learning more about them from the streets. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's, you know, I was just like, wow, okay. People talking highly about these cats. And then every time they would come to New York, yo, we're going to, coming out there to do a show want to get you on the show P you had a show like in Columbia University somewhere like that NYU and I'm performing with him you know what I'm saying or Jurassic 5 when they met me coming to New York yo P we got another show by Howie Ballroom we're gonna perform we know we gotta bring you out and then having me perform with them like yeah. in my own city so I'm like damn man then one time Cut Chemist comes with DJ Shadow and um, the product placement tour yo we're gonna bring you out P we're gonna be cutting up 45 and we're gonna give you the cue come out and just start spitting Cut cameras and DJ Shadow. Cutting on 45. So I have snapshots. You can see all this stuff on my Instagram. But I realized, like, damn, like I've been in the path of a great artist. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And people to be soon to be great. Because I'm around greatness now, but they might not be as famous now. But still I'm in the present. It's sad that um like rest in peace to to um Cadillac like Ron, I knew him yeah. as well. Him giving me mad props, you know, coming in the airline, he performing. Yo, shout out to Percy P, legendary. You know, rest in peace to that brother. He, I, I gotta, he respected me. You I got a Cadillac him too. Ron story real quick that I haven't told nobody, right? Okay. I didn't know Cadillac Ron. I didn't know him. I saw him on uh, uh, Battle and all that stuff. I didn't know him. He, he hit me up the day before he died. No shit. Hey, yo, the show is dope. I love it. I can't wait. I got. I had an email. And he's like, "Can't wait. Uh, we should link up because Baca knows him." Yeah. And Baca told him, "Of wake the flock up." And he's like, "Dude, I check out a couple episodes. Yo, I love what you're doing." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, let's make it happen." You know. And I didn't book it. I was doing what I do, which is moving around. I didn't book it. The next day, you know, R.I.P. 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 on Facebook and everything. And it just kind of hits you weird, yo. Like one day. They're here. One day they're not. How you and take people for? How you take yeah. stuff for granted? It, it's stuff yeah. for granted. And he, him being dude, super courteous and professional. Like, yeah. yo, I love it. And this is did it. He didn't come at me like, yo, I spit too, bro. Put me no. Yeah. He was like, yo, I love what you're doing. Maybe mad. one day we can make it happen. Humble and I'm like, yeah, dude, is you know that yeah. I would love to do that. And having that contact with him, and then the next day hearing that he's gone, it's really like, yeah, you know, man. what I mean, it's, it hits you. Kind of like Sean Price. Like, I'm the last time I went to his airliner show. And he gave me a shout out, Rhyme. I, I put it on my little um, playlist, on my you know footage of him. He Rhyme and just tribute, but also he acknowledges me, Rhyme on the stage. Right. But yo, shout out to Percy P. You'll give it up to Percy P. Like and before he started rhyming, like mm -hmm. everybody's screaming, you know. But he took a picture with me, 
And he's supposed to work with me too. He's like, yo, P, I got you. Just hit me, I got you. I'm just, you know, I never really made that happen. Shout out to my man. Also, uh, I know Pumpkinhead. Cool oh, yeah, brother. Pumpkinhead was dope. I'm shout out to my man, Thurston Howe. We gotta make that happen, cause he's another one. He was like, yo, gotta, gotta, gotta holler at me, P. That's so that's really, that's another one that goes he's, unnoticed. He's, yeah, and Thurston Howe, because he's another cat that been grinding hard, just mm-hmm. like me, putting out his own, all his records, putting out himself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I want to give a lot and of one of the to him. the more noticeable names that are that is attached to Purse P Legacy is uh, Dilla. Yeah, legendary Jay Dilla. And and well, really, I was just blessed to make one song, but right. at least I'm attached to his legacy. Yeah, because I believe like that was the last. Album he made alive rapping on it. Mm-hmm. Like this J Lib Champion Son album. Him and Mad Lib produced and um the track that I rhyme on is called the exclusive J Dilla produced. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that happen? Well, I was recording my own album, Perseverance, you know, for Mad Lib or Mad Lib tracks. And while I was in the studio, Egon was like, Yo, P, you got a um verse? We we were recording um J Lib album because I think the original J Lib album got leaked. So they had to start re recording new songs because people heard the songs that punk been coming out so you yeah. start working on a new one so they was like yo if you got a verse man throw you on a new J-Lab and I'm like alright but that was good because also allowed me to be on another project Yeah. besides waiting for my own project to come mm-hmm. out cause Jurassic 5 album was out there so that was early like oh you on that and then for the, me to be on a J-Lab album and others like Jedi Mind Tricks album will come and JS1 album and all that stuff so you were buzzing. Yeah, man. I was just trying to keep my name alive. Like, really, literally, like, yo, I ain't got no deal. I'm just out here ch- keep pushing CDs, trying to make artists, make, try to make an opportunity happen. So, but by me being featured to let you know what kind of bars I'm working with now, presently, like, no, I still have it, man. I'm just waiting for my opportunities. But that's what I had to do. I had to just be everywhere and keep pushing product and meeting cast. And that's why I still do it because a lot of the features you heard is me meeting the artists. Being at the right time, meeting them, they buy my product, <coughs> and they supported me, but it turned into songs. And if I wasn't at the right place, I wouldn't have met Jurassic 5. I wouldn't have met Stone Stone. That Mad Lib project wouldn't have never happened if I wasn't at the right and place. And that's what I tell MCs and, and anyone trying to make it in this business or any business, I'm sure. Just be in the fucking building, yo. Like yeah. They're like, oh, concert, how are you getting to do it? I'm like, dude, just because I'm there. I'm out. Why? Because I, I, you know, if momentum... You know, the momentum builds it, and if you stop it, you might never get it again. But if you if you maintain this momentum, one project, another project, another project, be open to work with people. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff for free also, but because it's not um, going to pay you cash, but it might pay you in publicity or pay you in, oh, hey, I heard this dude on this shit. Okay, I know him now. Boom. He, you know, I'll put you on whatever. You're going to have to do a lot of stuff free in this business, in this industry. Be open to work and be open to be to just work, dude. Like it's gonna cost you sleep and da da da. But you know what I'm talking about. You be out there with the CDs. Be out there, blah blah blah. Because Stone Throw might be at that show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then the artists that that's performing never know. They might be your fans too. Yeah, and you might yeah. just be like how many like, how many times you go to a show? Oh, Percy P's in the house. Yo, yeah. big shot of Percy P right yeah, before they standing, go on. I'm just standing on the stage. And now. And Find out down. All yeah. these dudes knowing me, like, and I, some of these cats I don't even know personally, but they acknowledging me. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I appreciate that, fam. Thank you for that, yo, it's, man. Dude, and it's the love that hip hop. What did I tell the crowd when you were with the CDs? I was like, yo, buy a Percy PCD. I'll give you a free Wake the Flock up shirt. Yeah, I was just like, yo, yeah. do it because you need to know this. You this needs to be something that you're aware of that's still here to appreciate it. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Like dinosaurs. Like you gotta appreciate what they allow and they, they stink. So don't appreciate me after the fact. Yeah. It's like, no, but really, I literally mean it. Yeah. Like, appreciate people in life. So not just Percy P, there's a lot of legends and people need to just look at a Percy P from, from this perspective. When you think of me, think of, all right, the beginning of hip hop, when the, the, the first generation. So 1979, yeah, the first record came out. Here it is, 2016 now. But this guy been around rapping since then, but he's somehow still in existence. He didn't go extinct. Like there's some artists that might have videos, but they're not around now. This guy somehow still transcended through the decades and still here, still have the fire in him, still have the ability to spit just as good. The talent. Or, or better than, than some of the cast that might be on book. If anything, to gain pure knowledge. If yeah. anything. And that's what I offer. And I offer firsthand and then, experiences and wisdom and yeah. knowledge about something that a lot of artists probably just can't tell you. But don't take that for granted. Not just me from any artist that that been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. That, you know, just don't take that for granted. Because yeah. one day you might not be fortunate to have them around to learn from them. Yeah. You're going to have to go dig in magazines or pull up stuff on the internet and appreciate people in life. And support them if you're a true underground supporter of hip hop. Then support those dudes who don't have a deal. If they have to burn their stuff on CD, support them because you never know that artist might be an Eminem two years later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A big artist that you well, might, wow, I got We it. appreciate Percy P. And, uh, Definitely. All of, all of our shows, all of our channels, all of our networking, anything that we can help Percy P with, uh, Wake the Flock Network. We got you. Thank Anything you, we can do for that, Thank you. Uh, you can always count on us for that. I appreciate Percy P. You appreciate Percy wow, P. Without a doubt. But we need to appreciate a Percy P verse, I think. Oh, oh yeah. A live <coughs> verse. Yeah, so the people, to so nice, people, put a nice stamp uh, on, the, on the show, I think. Do you have a, do you have a, something that you want to hear live? A verse live? I could just say it a cappella for y'all. What, okay, so, okay, so here it is. So yeah. we're talking, uh, I can name, I can name a, a bunch. Okay. But okay. since we were talking about Jurassic Five, okay, the song with Big Daddy Dance, Kane, Jurassic Dance, Five. Dance. Let's hear that verse. Okay, do you? I'm tell you, I can do it. Let's go. Bear witness, don't wear riches and make career bitches share pitches. When the ears get this, get brains and software glitches. Splatter your brains, leave scattered remains of matter and stains that explain how you was battered and slain. I get rude and go to your show and use a row of fans to boo and throw you off till you lose your flow. A pro mean like Joe Green when I blow steam, put your whole team on pause like cold creams. They show laughter when the flow faster. Your whole half to go after her weave when the breeze when the blow past ya. I'm dapper plus ghetto when just pedal. When the dust settled, but left in the rubble and crushed metal. Nurses wit, hearses sit like my verse was lit. Purses spit fire, make you burst to bitch. Try me like Osama, Odama, Ama, cause trauma and homicides when a kalalika like kamikaze. Percy Ooh. P. Percy motherfucking P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's remember we were talking about uh, that yuck face yeah oh yeah, yeah so the yuck face you know what the yuck face is <laughs> <laughs> you know you're listening I think there's a debate whether they call it the stink face or the yuck face <laughs> but is, it, uh, it, the, the yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you hear something so dope, you're just like, mm. my wife comes in and I got my headphones on. And what's wrong with you? I'm just like, does it smell in here? What's yeah, up? Like, Did you just fight? Yeah, that shit is fucking nah, ridiculous. That's the that's the face when when when, when 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 spitting. <laughs> now that, I, now I that always verse, try to like to spit acapellas because it kind of give people a chance to really hear what I said. Because sometimes on the beats, some people uh, some quote, try to quote stuff that they thought I said and I'm like nah I didn't really say that mm-hmm. so that's why I kind of like type out lines on Instagram I try to quote lines so that people really so maybe if I'm at a show people know exactly what I'm saying yeah. kind of do you still impress yourself Percy like do you ever write something like oh shit yeah I said some things that when I listened to it and yeah. realized <laughs> when I realized yeah. no even yeah. that bad one I had with Lord Finesse mm-hmm. I listened to the stuff that I said and said damn I was 20 years old this is 1989 I said that then. I said lung collapsing lyrics. I could can I can I say some quotes? Oh, dude, by all means. I say some lines, but mind you, this is from like the battle. I said this in the battle in 1989. Mind you, I came out in '88. You know what I'm saying? But here the lines from the battle. I decapitate them, dilapidate them, diminish. I finish the war before my rap evaporate them. Two wrecking die, intricate, elusive. My rhymes were blind, their mind every line seducive. Hypothetical, poetical, lyrical, will it a piece of pieces of creatures? You're mentally scheming the fiend for a hit. Rhyme, your mind's behind cloud nine. You find out incline every line, see you kind of rewind. My lyrics the napalm and rappers the norm. When the bombs activated, they mutilated your leg and arms. That part right there was sampled by DJ Shadow. <laughs> DJ Shadow sampled me that. Sample that part on his first record, Napalm Brain Scatterbrain. I just said that on purpose. But I, I shortened it up some lines now. Here's um, something that I said in that battle. I said, um, what I say? Last verse, what I say? What I end up being? And mind you, Throwback Rap Attack is from the battle. If you analyze the battle, I said I rap with knowledge, styles. I said I rap with knowledge, but I said it this way. I rap with knowledge, styles. Lines compiled with words, verbs convey them intricately, say them, slay them, and exile. Wild rap competitors get ready for my metaphoric phrase. He came with maze as he displays his track, scratch and catch the record. I match the tempo with lyrics to swing, no strings attached. My brain causes migraines with lyrics I reign. I came to dispose of foes of competition, dissing my name. Rap yeah. fans remember me for my lyrical chemistry. Brains might explode. Knowledge overloads my memory bank. All on the radio. Got a record out in the stores. If yours get with it, get it and check it out. Clever whoever. All right. That's back then. Then I said another one. I'm like, um, what I say? The last verse of that battle. I was wow, like, man, um, what I innovate, penetrate your brains, disintegrate your veins like acid bastards, hyperventilate with rhymes that make up the lines that wake up the minds that be blinded by the devils to find a level behind. I'm highly intelligent with rapid development, equipped with photographic memory like an elephant, versatile and wild, no rapid compile words and verbs and letters better than me in the style. I'm a lyrical chef. All adversaries are left, dying, crying, my heart, finding the cases and faces of death ahead. Him, make him decrease, get him, then break every piece. Take him or shake him or wake him if he fake a decease. They know the cane suckers put me to sleep, but don't preach when I teach my speech. Reach deep beyond cytoplasms. Everybody has them. Contain my brain, went through mental orgasms. I heard your soundtracks. Lyrics sound whack to me. Actually, we're the best around, Jack. Rappers be on mine, online a long time for tickets. You pick it to kick the wicked. Strong rhymes in the studio. Hold on, no, it's time. Creators of the homicides. Rappers try and rob my jock when I rock them. 
lethal like cyanide. You studied my sound, cogitated and found what I did in 86 rappers are doing now. Try to bite and adapt. I said, try to bite and adapt. Trap, capture my styles of rap. The moment of rot, you're locked on a jock strap. They used to come around town, down my sound compounds. Frown like a clown. Now understand it, it's down. Top priority, make beats. Others take beats, abuse them. Using the death that there's nothing left of the break beats. The rhyme inspector, MC Percy P's my title. Rap recital survivor, you idolize me. Woman, I like how I treat them. Like the mic, I plug it in, turn them on to get hyper. Man, I'm fast. cardiac arrest, got my style down pat. Convey, I'ma say I'm a Zach. So, put heads to bed, spread poison like lead. After I entertain, you remain brain dead. Styles and dialects are too complex and weird. I most feel like Tyrannosaurus Rex next. Rappers, Taking down them. Percy P's Uno, you know, number O and E, because I know, and he know, and she know, and we know, there'll be no other rap duo that could fuck with the T.O.P. priority. And that's the last verse of that rap battle in 1989. That's Percy P. Oh. Wow. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm yeah, we got, he can throw the mic and we're done. <laughs> you say T.O.P. Priority. priority. Yeah, now, top t- priority. touch a little bit on top priority. Top priority is, is Percy, the rhyme inspector, Percy P., and Danique, the hypnotic performer. So that's top priority. That's a it was a duo, right? Yeah, me and me and my partner Danique and our DJ E Kim. <sighs> so I just I, I, d- I do that. I always <laughs> want to do that. Yeah, so I gave y'all some bars from the battle. Well, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, can, can, and, can you confirm? Obviously, the listeners the listeners can't see it, mm-hmm. but yes. That's a picture. That's me. When my, I, that's when our I first saw this, promo I was like, picture. No, yeah, that's what? me, nineteen years old. Right there. And that's my partner, Denise. Wow. So you guys can't see, but I pulled up an image and I'll post I think I posted it up before, but we'll post it up again. Um when you said this this yeah, year that's, was that's nineteen eighty eight. That's our promo picture that me and Denise. All right. A picture Crazy. from before when we made the record. That's our little promo that Crazy. artists have and it's our priority and it's nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. That's that's dope. That's why when I when I heard you say that, I just wanted to touch, touch it. Look, on that. It looks like a portrait. Like something yeah, right. you would have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like some, let's go to, let's go to Sears and take this. Yeah, <laughs> like some classic nah, you, shit. What, what do you yeah. got? Is that a, it's a yeah. Nike suit? Yeah, Nike. Percy, thank you for coming through. Man. Oh, man, thank y'all. It, it I, really I, means a lot to us. Uh, this is uh, So we have a series of shows on mm-hmm, the network. Mm-hmm. This is the first interview on Save the Hip Hop Culture Radio. Wow. And I'm, I was going to be a little hard. To, to top this? To, uh, I, I mean, it's, we're going to do our best. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we started off with Percy P. I'm glad that um, Sector, because I'll get, I'm going to give him full credit for this one. He he made it happen. You know what I mean? And uh, this is his vision. This is like, we're trying to turn this into the audio version of the blog. So mm-hmm. as all that energy, all that knowledge, everything that you feel in the blog when you're reading it and going through it, mm-hmm. is what we're trying to translate into audio. So okay. having you on is only fitting. So thank you again for coming oh, down. Man. Thank you all, man. I really appreciate this. So much, man. Absolutely. Where can we find Percy P? Where can we buy Percy P? All that good stuff. Um, Well, you can hit me on, like I said, on Instagram or Twitter at the real Percy P. So if you do that, you'll see my email. I got two emails. I got Percy307 at Gmail or Percy308 at Gmail.com. I also got a playlist. So if you type in P E R C E E 307, you see my playlist, YouTube videos, live footage of me. Tours, me, Lord Finesse, me, Jurassic 5, me and MF Doom video, me, Rhyme with Eminem, Fat Joe. A lot of stuff on it, a lot of 
music videos with features or my own videos. Um, I even got a a, a, play, a playlist of if you like oldies, soul, classic oldies, and yeah. R and B. I made a playlist which I love, old slow jams and all that kind of stuff. So I made a playlist called Percy P's Personal Picks. So if you type that in YouTube, you'll see a list of just live performances and of old groups singing live, getting down. And um, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just Absolutely. trying to show you another part of me who I am as a person. And you'll be able to find all of Percy P's links yeah. on uh, waketheflockup.net. Yeah. Uh, on the Save the Hip Hop Culture page, we'll go ahead and display all that, all that good stuff. Well, Thank you, Sector. Anything else you got for? That's it, man. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm that you got me, you got me, uh, you got me fucked up on them, on them rhymes, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to, yeah, trying to fit your mind, still yeah, trying like, to work. Uh, I got a loose screw here. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you coming down. Yeah, I know there you. was a little here and there, and uh, but we finally got you down. Like uh, Concept said, uh, it's our first official interview. Uh, not sure if we can top it. But yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and the listeners, please, you got to show love, uh, not just to Percy P, but there's a history of of MCs or artists, b boys, graffiti artists, beatboxers that cannot be forgotten. And right. if you like, you said it before. If you've gotten this far to this episode, you are obviously some kind of supporter, and 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 you appreciate hip hop as a culture, not just a genre of music. Yeah. Um, Percy P, thank you very much for thank for you. Coming We're out gonna here. do our our part and our best to make sure that they that they're not forgotten. And the way that the best way that you can help us do that is share the show, tell a friend. The shows everything's completely free. Exactly. We um we want to continue bringing you these type of interviews and these type of shows, and, and the network is really in love with this show in particular. We really have a lot of faith in it. Uh, but the listener, all you gotta do, Ayo, check out this out. Check this show out. Check this show out. Check this out. And spread the word. Word of mouth is how we build a good following and a solid for in real following, like a devoted following. It's right. always word of mouth. If we're talking, I want to just give, if I give, if I can, uh, just shout out to uh, Self uh, Mathematics Clothing, who is our uh, sponsor. I want to shout out to my man, Crest Rock, who is a follower since day one. Mm-hmm. Um Man, just a bunch of people out there that have been supporting the show um, and will continue. Like Concept said, share it, like it, tell your mom, your dad, your sister, your nephew, your neighbor, your car mechanic. You know what I mean? And uh, Waketheflockup.net. That's where we're going to go. Yes. And check out this show, Wake the Flock Up, Each One Teach One, and Ariano's uh, Popular Nobody. nobody. And trust me, you're not going to leave the network after you just go down the list of all these dope shows we got. Percy P, everybody. Once again, save the hip hop culture. Did you work out the sign out? You said you were, did. You have a sign out. Did you? You were working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, and tell Percy what it is because I like it. I think it's, I think it's dope. All right. So, and we did it last time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're trying to get a little sign off, and you know what I mean. And since we are save the hip hop culture is focused one on the youth, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, but mostly hip hop history and the elements and all that good stuff. So our sign out. Want to give an homage to the great Africa Bambata. So our sign out will be love, peace, unity. Yes. And he says having fun. But we'll say put love, peace, unity in hip hop. And... <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. Peace.